0: This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast, sponsored by Visit Bemidji. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. Coming up today, it's Steve Saponiak of Predator Guide Service talking Malax area ice fishing, plus his first ever Fast Five. It's coming up next. Hi, this is Dick Beardsley with Dick Beardsley Fishing Guide Service and Fish House Rentals. Are you looking to plan your next ice fishing adventure? Well, look no further as Bemidji, Minnesota is the place to be. There are over 400 fishing lakes within a 25-mile radius of Bemidji. Come drop a line at Becoming a Fishing Legend. While on your fishing adventure, explore the hundreds of well-groomed snowmobile trails that Bemidji has to offer. Don't forget to take a picture with the historic Paul Bunyan and bathe the blue ox. Bemidji, bigger fish and better stories.
1: This is Mandy Yurk, and you're listening to Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors.
0: Well, once again, it's time to head over to Mille Lacs Lake area and check in with Steve Zapaniak at Predator Guide Service. Steve, we finally had a nice stretch of ice-making weather.
1: Oh, it is just what we've been hoping for. Not a lot of snow, really, really good cold, cold days and evenings altogether, which really helped out on Mille Lacs Lake. I was up there a couple hours ago. Uh, I tell you, we've got a good, for sure, uh, 12 to maybe 14 inches in a lot of areas, and there is some thin ice, too, so please be careful. But yeah, things are looking really good. i seen some small cars up there. I saw one truck on the ice. I saw houses out as far away as a mile and a half from shore, Kevin, and it looks like a little little uh, city up there in some spots people are having fun uh those that don't want to drive on the ice they got their trailers and their atvs and side by sides and that's what they're taking out there and from what i gather and talk to friends of mine who are up there the fishing's been pretty darn good especially the walleyes they're going great
0: kevin well, that's, a, that, that's pretty awesome. I mean, usually you get into ice fishing season, and after that early ice, you know, you're basically living on perch, and, you know, some lakes where there's crappies, you can get crappies, but uh, to hear the walleyes biting in mid-January, that's pretty good. It is. It's fantastic. I mean, it's not normal, and the reason why is we're
1: finally getting on the ice. Usually, we're on the ice well, well before Christmas, December 1st, we're on the ice and you know when you got that many people like we normally have you know around the first of december kevin it causes a lot of noise and a lot of the fish are driven out of the shallow waters because of all the people atvs snowmobiles vehicles well we finally got good ice and people are taking advantage of it the last few days and we're finding walleyes still in the shallow water you know and some of the rock reefs are like say by uh, isle bay right outside from the bay uh hove bay a uh, walk on bay, you know, out a little bit. We got some nice rock reefs and that's where a lot of these walleyes are staging. And not to mention the weed beds, Kevin. Walleyes do love weed beds and some of them some of them never leave. So it's really, really a good time to get out on the water if you
0: I mean on the ice and
1: take advantage of the good bite that's going on.
0: Yeah. All right. Well that's that's a lot of fun, and and by the way, I'm just getting your insight as one who's who's a veteran of this and been on that lake for a long time. How thick does the ice need to be before you're ready to take a house out?
1: I tell you, it's there. You know, okay. anywhere from a foot anywhere from a foot to fourteen inches. I'll take a house out. I'll drive my ATV out and everything. You know, you want to be safe. You take a look at the misfortune that happened about a week ago on the east side. Dicky, everybody knows him. I've known him for thirty five years. He was out there with his vehicle, he went down, he went under, uh, he had a flotation coat on but he was underneath the ice and that's where they found him, you know, man in his 80s and he was a true legend. So my point is folks, there's a few spots that are still not safe like that island, Kevin, it's an island between um, on Mille Lake, it's called Malone Island and there's a bridge from the mainland, Kevin, to the island. They had another snowmobile go under, and they got it out a couple days ago. So there are spots that are never going to be safe, and that bridge area is one of them, Kevin.
0: Okay. Well, I tell you what, um, we've we've got it going pretty good up here as well. We did have another situation on red a week and a half ago or a week ago, something like that. But it's, uh, it's plenty cold. It's staying cold. We're making ice all the time, so... It's finally here. You know, I mean, there's not much you can do about the time you lost. The best you can do, you know, from a business standpoint is uh, take advantage of what you have from here on out.
1: Oh, most definitely. You know, this is Mother Nature. I mean, as a business person, you got to save up for years like this. You know, hopefully you can. A lot of people can't, and they live day by day. Running a business isn't easy, especially when you're trying to get a bait shop business. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Mother Nature is your friend, and it's also your
0: enemy. Yeah, it, it definitely is. Um, so, what about other lakes up there? What what's biting, and what are people doing? Oh, that's a good question, Kevin. We got a pretty
1: decent panfish bite going. Uh, Smith Lake over there has been doing really good with uh, nice size sunfish and crappies. Nothing to write home about, but when you got eight, nine inch uh, sunnies, those are nice size sunnies. Ten inch crappies, I would take them any day. There's some bigger ones being taken. Farm Island on the north side of Malax Lake, same scenario you got a lot of three to a pound uh, sunfish going. And you know what, years ago, that was probably the standard for most most lakes. You know, there are some bigger sunfish in that lake for sure. I mean, we've taken them up to a pound and threw them back. You've got a border lake, which is on the uh, northwest side. Of Mille Lacs Lake. Now, that lake is a sleeper lake. I fished it. There's a lot of nice northern pike in there, a lot of largemouth bass, and there is a ton of panfish in there. And I finally saw some panfish this last uh, fall on board and that are getting some size to them, you know, mostly bluegills and hybrids. So that's nice to see, too. Uh, Ripple Lake, heading up more towards Aiken, you know, has been doing really good. That's a good panfish lake. Be careful because some of those lakes do have open springs, you know. Uh, another one you got, you should be careful a little bit about is farm island. That lake is a beautiful lake, but it has some areas that never really freeze up really solid. So as far as other fish go, and that's been the standard. It's been pretty good around the area. Now, all the lakes I mentioned are also giving up some nice northern pike. And I tell you, northern pike is delicious. I don't Mm -hmm. care what anybody says. And I love pickled pike. It's better than herring, a thousand percent better. And when you pickle it, Kevin, all the Y-bones
0: dissolve. So
1: it's a win-win fix situation.
0: <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> I tell you what, you'll get no arguments from me. Uh, yeah, they're slimy. Yeah, they're ugly. Um, and if you don't know how to get the Y-bones out, it's a problem. But as far as taste goes, northern is comparable with anything. And I, I've heard of guys doing, you know, contests uh, where – You know, blind contests, and nobody can tell the difference between walleye and northern if they don't know. I notice a little bit of different texture in the meat, maybe. Flavor-wise, nothing. I agree a thousand percent. I have won
1: so many bets, $5, $10 (laughs) with a blind test. You know, you won't know the difference between a pike and a walleye. And most of the time, the people are just shocked that they're eating northern pike, and it's delicious.
0: Key thing is getting rid of the bones, the Y-bones in particular. I know you've uh, got a video on that. Several other people do. So just uh, do a little research and you can take care of that problem.
1: Exactly. It's well worth it, and it's another fine,
0: fine-tasting fine fish for the table. Absolutely. Well, we are still, uh, what are we, about, I'd say a m-hmm, month before we're getting into serious eel pout season, but, uh, you know, we get towards the end of February and into March, and, uh and we can do some meal pouting, which is, uh, for a lot of people, what they live for in the winter.
1: Oh, definitely. You know, ever since it became a, another fish, you know, legal fish, state fish, you know, I hear more and more people talking. They know what spot it's keep it quiet, Steve. I'll tell you and I tell everybody, don't even tell me. I don't want to slip it up by accident. But a lot of people, like you said, are excited. Eel pout is a fun fish to catch. They put up a wonderful fight. They're a little on the ugly side, you know what, but so is a muskie and so is a northern. <laughs> <laughs> so it is going to be exciting, Kevin, to see what happens.
0: Well, I'm going to be curious uh, to, to determine or to see what they decide to do. Will there be an actual calendar season or will it be strictly a limit of fish? I assume they're going to put a limit of fish. Uh, they haven't yet, but I'm assuming it's going to be something in the five, four to five range probably. It very
1: well could be, you know, a lot of the lakes had an overabundance of, uh, you which I always enjoyed, you know, it was fun to catch them. But yeah, I, I think it's going to be probably four or five. Now, here's a question. Is that going to be state? wide kevin or is it going to be like the northern pike you have to look at the synopsis every lake is different you know you you got to have something that you know to go by especially like when i guide i have to follow well okay farm island what's the law here split Lake, what's the law there it makes it difficult so i wish they would go statewide with the eel pout at least we all know then
0: i am my guess and it's just a guess and i haven't talked to anybody but my guess would be for eel pout at this point That's probably what they'll do, you know, down the road. If they see something's happening on a a certain lake, they might have to do a special reg. But I, I don't see at this point why they would not do a statewide limit.
1: Oh, exactly. It makes a lot of sense. It makes life a lot easier for everybody, Kevin.
0: Well, I tell you what, Steve, it's, again, not going to be that long, and, uh, well, you'll be taking your little southern vacation, and then when you get back from there, it won't be that long, and you're hopefully having your boat in the water. I mean, it's we, we think we still got a lot of ice fishing left, but time flies, man. <laughs> It flies was right. You don't know
1: how close I came, Kevin, to taking out my boat, I even though it's winterized. I, I thought, if I can't go ice fishing, i got to do something. But I, I held back. I refrained, which was nice, because I know when I get back from down south, it's going to be good pan fishing weather. And that's what I love to fish for probably the most. And then I love to go for northern
0: pike and then walleye. All right. Well, Steve, anything else going on on the lakes we need to know about? Uh, No, go out and have fun, everybody. Please
1: be careful. Keep in mind, you know, the ice is out there. There's a lot of thick ice, but there's also spots that aren't. Any place that's got a pile up of snow, be careful. It, I can guarantee you that ice underneath there is not 12 inches like it is 30 feet away. It's going to be a lot less because snow does insulate. Go out and have fun, everybody, and be safe.
0: All right, that sounds great. Before we let Steve go, he asked me a couple weeks ago, what is this Fast Five thing I've heard about? So I said, well, if you want in, you can be in. So we are going to give Steve Sopaniak his first Fast Five today. Are you ready, Steve? I'm ready. I'm excited, but I'm a little nervous also. I've never done this before. (laughs) All right. Basically, we just ask five questions so we can get to know you a little bit better. Some of them are fishing-related. Some of them are not fishing-related. And uh, you just have to quickly give us an answer. Okay. We'll try. Here we go. Fast five, 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 five. Question number one. In the Saponiak household, is it dogs or is it cats? Dogs. Not, not even not even a question mark. Not even a question mark. My whole family, we love dogs. Do you, do you have any dogs right now, Steve? Uh, I
1: don't in my family right now. I mean, my household. But every one of my three children has at least one dog. Uh, my daughter has a Dachshund. We're a dashy family. Oh, yeah. My one, yeah I love him. He's yeah. a miniature Dachshund. So, you know, he's about six inches tall. And in his eyes, he's about 10 (laughs) feet tall. Yep,
0: yep, we had a couple of those guys.
1: (laughs) Yep, and then my one son has a beautiful white, it's like a, uh, it's like a collie just about, but it's a different breed, it's beautifully, it's all white, and it's more or less from what I understand a Labrador, I cannot think of the name, God forgive me, and my other son... He has uh, what you call a little bit of a Heinz 57. It's a little bit of a mixture. Wonderful dog and everything, you know, good family dog. So they fit right, all three dogs fit right in with the Saponiak household.
0: All right, sounds cool. Question number two, and I don't even know why I'm asking Steve because I know the answer, but let's make it official. Steve Saponiak, what is your favorite fish to catch? Muskie. <laughs> See, I told you I knew the answer. <laughs> I'm worried about the tough one. Oh, yeah. Here comes question number three. What is your favorite fish to eat? Uh, panfish, then walleye. By panfish, what do you mean? Uh, bluegill. Bluegill. Okay. Yeah, bluegill's good. Bluegill's good. No question. All right. Now you got to put on your uh, your memory hat here for this one. Question number four. Deepen your memory banks. What was the first fish you ever caught? Northern Pike. You remember? I was uh,
1: two and a half years old, just about three, and I was in the fish house with my father and my mother. And back then we had uh, wood, wood heated stoves and everything, and we had those fishing poles that had a nail at the tip and you stuck it in. And my bobber went down and I yanked down the line heavy line and i tugged and pulled on it and pulled on it and finally after about a minute and a half i caught i brought up about a 16 or 18 inch northern pike i was so excited and then i cried as soon as my dad took it off the hook and put it back down the hole
0: <laughs> catch and release even back then even back then yes sir i can't believe you remember that
1: Well, you know, some things are worth it. I think that was, you know, I've been fishing since the age of two and walking behind my dad in the woods hunting at the age of three, and I did the same thing with my kids. Now, you're asking all the perfect questions, I remember. I can guarantee you, Kevin, you know, there's far more. I should know that happened, and I don't. I don't even remember what the heck I had for breakfast yesterday.
0: I hear that. All right. All right, question number five. Actually, this is 5A. What is your favorite pizza topping? Uh, my favorite what? Pizza topping. Pizza topping? Yep. Sausage and mushroom. Sa- or mushroom. Sausage and mushroom. All right. Question number 5B, where is your favorite place to get that pizza? Oh. Papa Murphy's. Papa Murphy's. Bake it yourself, baby. That's right. I can add whatever else I want on it, too. All right. Hey, Steve, uh, we're, again, we, we noted we're, it's going to be here before we know it, soft water season, and right after that it will be musky season. So if people want to get something booked with you and uh, Predator Guide Service, how do they go about doing that?
1: Oh, thanks for asking, Kevin. You can check out my website, folks, and everything. Uh, We've got a lot of information there. Uh, you can uh, call two different places. I've got a landline. I know I'm a dinosaur, <laughs> but we love it. It's a landline. My number is 320 253 7535, or call myself. I'm happy to talk with you. 320 333 2941. Give me a call because I've been booking pretty steady. I think I've taken in the last uh, two weeks about eight trips, so we're
0: moving good. All righty. Steve Saponiak from Predator Guide Service joining us on the show as always. Thanks, Steve, and have a great weekend. My pleasure, Kevin. Thank you, and you as well.